We've been talking about the value of pet insurance since episode two of the Family Pet Podcast. If you're a regular listener, you've heard us mention many reasons you might consider pet insurance to help with unexpected veterinary bills. The pet insurance marketplace is a pretty confusing place now that there are more than 30 insurance providers. So on today's episode, we'll be learning about a new tool for pet parents that helps you decide which pet insurance plan is right for you. So turn up the volume and let's get started with the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into this week's episode of the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, joined by Stephen, my co-host and older brother. And older brother. You older, always sound... Older, older. It's, it's uh, by the time that this airs, it will have been your, was it 55th birthday or something? 49. 49. 49. Okay. Well, so coming coming to that next big milestone. If you want to send Stephen, if you've enjoyed these podcast episodes and you want to send Stephen a special gift, you can send him donuts from Donut Country. The cinnamon rolls are his favorite. Yeah, I've so. actually got one. I brought it, got it this morning. It's sitting on. <laughs> Did your, you bring me one? I was going to split it with uh, you. I, oh, I don't sure you were. I don't. You're only need saying a that because we're on the air. Anyway, so. hey, I got a question. Okay. Um, your new dog Charm that you all got for yes. for Mahela's agility. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you end up getting pet insurance? We Trump? did indeed. So how did you go about making that decision? What well, what influenced you in making that decision? Honestly, the, the thing that most influenced me was hearing people from our office that had t- taken out policies on their pets and uh, just hearing that it was a good decision for them. Obviously, we recommend it because we know that pets that have pet insurance actually get better care over the course of their life. Um, And, uh, you know, agility is a high impact sport for dogs. And we thought, you know, better safe than sorry. Even though we, my wife is a veterinarian, we still have costs associated with vet care. It's not free even for the veterinarian. And um, we just thought in run in hearing the success stories, we thought that it was worth it. And how did you choose which company to go with? You told me which one. Ah, <laughs> so, okay. Well, that actually... Well, it, I mean, it was... Th- we have had several claims come through the office, and and um, yeah, I mean, the, the the one that we chose, they seem to have really good customer service, and that means a lot to me. So that is something, that experience in the, the process of purchasing insurance and, and deciding which one is difficult. It's probably the biggest obstacle that I've seen for our clients in, in determining. And so today, we've invited on an expert on that process. Uh, Edwin Plotz is the Director of Marketing with Policy Advisor, and he's going to kind of walk through what, what Policy Advisor does and how they help uh, clients or individuals find pet insurance. But Edwin, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Yeah, really glad to be on your show with you. Well, thanks. Uh, I, as I was walking through with Michael and, and the process and, and recognized that you would be an excellent guest, we've talked about pet insurance with our uh, podcast before, episode two, actually. That's right. <laughs> it was the second episode we ever did talked about, about pet insurance, and, and we kind of explained it, but now it's how do people go and find the appropriate one? So um, I guess the first mm, question sure. we'd have is is... What is Policy Advisor, and and how does that help? Sure. So 
I mean, the quick of it is Policy Advisor is a free comparison tool for pet insurance. And so it's a place that pet owners can go to enter their pet's information instead of having to go to like a bunch of different sites um, and potentially getting like emails from all million different companies. You can go to one site, see all your quotes from top providers in one place side by side. Uh, but what's more is we actually provide a personalized recommendation because we know it's like really tricky to, you know, Seeing all your options in one place is certainly helpful, but more than that, it's like, well, how do you know which one's actually the right one for you? And that really depends on a lot of variables. And so we provide that guidance and recommendation from a licensed expert to make sure that the person, the pet owner gets the right plan, the right coverage and the best deal. What What are the variables you mentioned uh, that go into creating that insurance quote, if you will? Uh, yeah. So the pet's breed has a major impact on it. Um, in particular, it's the breed-specific health risks. So, what are what you know is health issues are going to be most common for that breed? Uh, their age in relation to their expected lifespan, where they're located, um, what are veterinary costs in the area, and then other like personal preferences. Um, how how much coverage you want in relation to how much you want to pay up front, or if you have personal preferences toward maybe more of an app experience or you know, like different personal preferences as, as you, as they relate to like different company experiences. So an English, an English bulldog would have a higher rate than um, a Labrador retriever. Uh, you know, maybe that's, that maybe, sure, yeah, actually, I guess that's, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think a about French it. bulldog. Uh, yeah. If, any of the brachycephalic right. <laughs> breeds, yeah, they can't hardly breathe. <laughs> so, well, that may make sense that, that we know that some some breeds are more pre, uh, predisposed to certain elements. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. So you mentioned something that a lot of people maybe don't think about. I, I don't think about it very frequently. Is you said location or the actual physical location affects your deduct mm -hmm. or affects your policy? How how is that? Why is that? Yeah. So. It's partly due to uh, risk factors calculated within a given location. So, you know, what what environmental factors are there that could play a part in the role of the animal's health? But a larger part of the story is honestly, what are the average veterinary costs within your area? So, a zip code that has that is surrounded by more expensive veterinary costs is likely to have higher pet insurance costs, and a zip code that has very low pet insurance or a very low veterinary cost, you're likely to find uh, much cheaper pet insurance because they just don't need to cover as much. That makes sense. So living here in Tennessee, I don't know. You'd be careful. No, I'm sitting here. <laughs> the, 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 he talked about a, a health risk. I'm thinking heartworms. Right. Heartworms are such a health risk here, whereas maybe in North Dakota, I don't know. I don't. There's it, they're everywhere. There. Yeah, they're it's, everywhere. Don't hey, don't contradict our episodes about heartworm is important. For everywhere. everywhere. But I'm trying to think maybe Arizona. Yeah. Maybe Arizona doesn't have mosquitoes as much because they don't have water. Um, but but even in Tennessee, there could be discrepancies or differences in, in veterinary average veterinary costs because I right. know our our prices in in our zip code are, are less than in Nashville, right. for example. So even even though we're just one county over, the the zip codes play a uh, where do you find that information? Like um it went about Average veterinary cost. How do you all? The find business owner in Michael's brain is starting. To yeah, <laughs> I want to. I want to start comparing costs. Yeah, so I mean, 
with Policy Advisor, we are a marketplace. And so because of that, we integrate with a lot of different providers. And so we have access to that cost data and we can run analysis across zip codes and understand what is the average, um, you know, for a mul not just one provider, but across multiple providers, what are we looking at in terms of average costs for given zip codes or cities or states or, you know, whatever level you want. Um, so Edwin, that's you're, how we get that data. But yeah, <laughs> Edwin, you're plugged in with with all of these providers. Then can you give us kind of a a thirty thousand foot view of of pet insurance in America, just as an overview? What's going on in the industry? Sure. And uh, one clarification is that we're not plugged into every provider. Actually, in relation to that thirty thousand foot view, there's like now 37 plus providers so it's grown the industry's grown a ton in the last five years especially um something around uh i think like four percent of dogs are insured now and maybe about one percent of cats uh that's data as early, or as late as 2021 what we have seen though is about 20 percent growth year over year so i expect that to be you know fairly significant growth uh, during 2022 as well. We just don't have that data yet. Um, across the board, it's more of an awareness problem. And honestly, it's veterinarians that have the biggest role to play in like getting people to be aware of pet insurance. Most people purchase pet insurance because their veterinarian told them about it. Um, there's across the world, there's countries that have a much greater adoption. Um, you know, there's things like in the UK, it's closer to 20 something percent. Uh, some countries go as high as 30% or more. Uh, the U S we're obviously a much larger country and most of us are actually pet owners. They're, you know, 70% of people basically are, have a pet, but only 4% of them right now, or I'm sorry, closer to like probably two and a half, three percent of them uh, have pet insurance. So there's still a long way to go. Um, but, and, and the, the products have really evolved uh, significantly as well. And so I think, you know, 10 years ago, the product really wasn't that great. Like the people had bad experiences, the business model wasn't quite figured out. So prices were changing drastically and like catching people off guard. Now that businesses have been around long enough, they've kind of started to figure out their business models for insurance. And competition has increased, which has produced a lot of product improvements across the board. And so now there's more customization, um, more options to choose from, and just better products in general. What do you think when you when you know this this uh, podcast is for our pet parents out there, our curious pet parents, and and some of them may be thinking about getting pet insurance for their pets. What are the benefits that you would tell them uh, come from having a policy on your pet? The biggest that we hear uh, and that the other vets tell us is a sense of peace of mind. So knowing that you don't have to put yourself in a position where you're weighing financial stress versus the well-being of your pet, like you just eliminate that from like the scales in your head. And it's just like, you know what, just let's get it done. Let's get, let's run the diagnostic. If that's what it takes, you know, let's make sure my pet gets the best care possible. And there might be a spectrum of that where maybe it's not always getting like the lap of luxury, you know, all the bells and whistles just for the sake of it, but it does make sure that it always gets the care that it needs. And pets are much more likely, uh, as you mentioned earlier, to have um, 
better standard of care across their lifetime. It just really helps reduce people denying care uh, due to economic reasons. And I mean, one of the reasons that excited me about getting in this industry in the first place was it, you're kind of helping three different categories of people off the bat where the pet, if the pet is insured, the pet is much more likely to have the right care. The pet owner then doesn't have to deal with the financial burden and stressors of that. It's going to be like really overwhelming. And the veterinarian also gets to enjoy like a much easier and pleasant veterinary experience and, and avoid like these like stressful conversations on their end as well. So it's, it can be a really benefit, beneficial peace of mind aspect across the board. I never really thought about how pet insurance helps the veterinary professionals, but that you brought up a really good point. We've had several um, of our podcast episodes have talked about the, um, the vet care, you know, the professionals and their mental health and status and how stressful the job can be, but having, mm -hmm. having our, their patients be covered can make, make their stress level even lower as well. So that's good. No, but, but, or, or excuse me. Yes. And, uh, the veterinary, <laughs> the veterinary industry is known for being very slow to change. Um, for whatever reasons, I have many, I could hypothesize on this, a, a whole nother podcast episode, but, how do you feel that the veterinary industry's adoption or acceptance of pet insurance has gone? And where do you, where do you see that going in the future? I think that it will continue to be adopted as a recommendation from veterinarians uh, because of all the reasons I mentioned it. Is, it really is um, when you get the right product, it is a really wonderful experience that helps everyone involved. And most veterinarians, the biggest stressor for many veterinarians are these cost conversations. Like they want to focus on treating, they, they got into the practice to help pets and they don't want to deal with financial conversations and pet insurance helps them avoid that and just like really focus on what they love to do, which is treat animals and, and like care for pet owners. And uh, the biggest trick really is that kind of like treading that line of, man, I want people to be aware of pet insurance. I want to tell them that this exists, but then as their point person and an expert in animal health, well, they're going to ask me what pet insurance do I recommend? And then that's where it gets tricky because as a veterinarian, you're like, well, I don't really know who to recommend, or I don't want to recommend one specific provider because I'm not a licensed insurance producer. And that's where it gets really beneficial to have resources like comparison sites, marketplaces, things like policy advisor and others where you can kind of say, Hey, I don't know which policy is right. There's a lot of variables that go into that, but here's a resource that can help you figure that out. So how does, how does policy advisor work then? Cause if, if, if a client comes in and says, Hey, to a veterinarian, I'm, I'm interested in pet insurance and the vet has no, no understanding and they say here's this site go go check out policy advisor what what do you guys do walk us through the user experience yeah so the that person would go to our website and fill out a form that asks some information about their breed and their pet's age and weight their location all that good stuff uh, and then it will analyze hundreds of policy variations across top providers and present them with a top recommendation. And we say, okay, this is probably based on everything we know about your pet and its health risks and uh, also how we expect these rates to increase over time. So that's the other variable that a lot of people don't necessarily talk about is that pet insurance across the board really does increase in price over time because 
the pet risks increase pretty drastically as they age, right? And with that, different providers' rates will go up uh, at different intervals or at, at different rates, for lack of a better word. But basically, the, sometimes the cheapest pro provider today is not the cheapest provider in the long run because they might increase their um, premiums more rapidly than others. And so with Policy Advisor, we illuminate that information so that way the pet owner can see, okay, this plan, I can know, I can see what's covered. I know that it's covering certain aspects that are unique to my pet. And I can see how the lifetime pricing relates to the other policies. And then so in one experience, in a five-minute journey of typing in that form and submitting it, they get an understanding of what is most likely recommended and how all these other top providers compare. And of course, they can sort and kind of choose their own if, if they decide to go against the recommendation, that's up to them as well. Well, that's uh, really appreciate. I appreciate the the explanation. Uh, I, I hope that our our listeners who have questions and uh, certainly- well, I have one more question. What? Does Policy Advisor uh, work for all pets? Because we, we see exotic oh, pets yeah. at our office. Do you all, is, is are there pet insurance policy for avian and reptiles or is it just dogs and cats? That's a great question. Right now, we are just dogs and cats, um, and that's just purely due to like you know us wanting to really focus and and there's a, there's a lot of work to be done on the dog and cat uh, population. Sure, for now. only two percent uh, or three percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of ways to go. <laughs> at some point, we'll certainly I think include exotics uh, in the product roadmap. <laughs> but in, at this point, is I know that nationwide insures. Uh, exotic pets. Are there any others that that you're even aware of that insure exotics? Uh, I know that I think ASPCA insures uh, horses and they might do other things as well. Yeah. Um, I bet a good, but honestly, a off quick the top Google of my head, I think it's nationwide yeah. and ASPCA. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, if it, there's not a whole lot of comparison so shopping you'll, to you'll, do there. <laughs> if you have if you have an exotic pet, you'll find out real quick why a policy advisor is great for dogs and cats because you'll you have to. I mean, you just have to slog through um, so many, as you already mentioned, uh, Edwin, that that there's so many providers out there. Policy advisor. I I was really impressed. I met um, some of your team at the Aha. Uh, Connexity event in Nashville, and that's where we kind of oh, learned great. about. Yeah, that's where I first learned about Policy Advisor. I was like, "This is pretty cool. Uh, this is a one one site, and it really helps me. It saves time for me personally. It was it was a time saver, and it happened. I did go to to Policy Advisor and typed in all of Charm's um, demographics information, if you will, and and the the recommended the number one recommended was the same one that Stephen recommended, so it worked out. Well, see, and Stephen I'm saved me some time. But, That's right. But, I'm, but also went and checked out Policy Advisor too. So it worked out well. Well, good. Well, th Edwin, thank you. Is there anything that we didn't ask you about pet insurance that we should have? Uh, no, I think. Uh, <laughs> I like that just, dramatic pause. Really? <laughs> hmm, no, you guys have done a great job. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I think it's just, I just like really encourage people to consider pet insurance sooner rather than later because right. there is an, a, one other commonality amongst pet insurance is that generally they don't cover pre-existing conditions and that is something where a lot of confusion happens because people most people realistically will look at pet insurance after they get a really scary bill from the veterinarian and they're like oh my right. god you know i have a two thousand dollar knee surgery for my dog what can i do about this quick let's google around oh there's pet insurance like maybe this will work 
But the problem is that's like it's it's kind of like getting into a car accident and then being like, oh, I should have auto insurance. Like it, you need to get it before the thing happens. Um, and so really, if your pet is healthy, it's the, that's the best time to do the research and consider like what are the right insurance options for me. If your pet has a pre-existing condition, that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're not eligible for pet insurance. It just means that that specific condition won't be covered. Um, or anything that's related to that condition. So if your pet already has, is already suffering from hip dysplasia, for example, that won't necessarily be covered. But on, if you get insured and that pet then goes, eats something it shouldn't or is playing and hurts a knee, those things would still be covered. And so there's definitely a, a degree of uh, what you can look for. Now, if you have an older pet that has a lot of pre-existing conditions, then that's an area where pet insurance might not make sense because it's already going to be pretty pricey because you have an older pet. And if they have a lot of pre-existing conditions, they're kind of like the options for what's actually going to be covered are going to be a lot less. Um, But for those healthy pets, especially puppies and kittens, um, definitely encourage you to start looking into pet insurance and, and kind of doing your own research and comparison. Well, Edwin, I, I really appreciate you joining us uh, on the podcast. We have come to that part of the show where it's time for our fun fact. We need the music. We do need some sort of theme music for this portion. We but this a, is a part we need of a sponsor, the, Policy Advisor. This fun fact brought to you by Policy Advisor. <laughs> but I don't know. And this, <laughs> it is funny. We we've talked a lot about a specific product, but I just want to tell people this. You guys aren't paying us for this. This is a, not an ad for, for Policy Advisor, but this is an information because it's something that we have found and we, we uh, Michael and I, believe in and want to share with our listeners and think that they can benefit from. So uh, I do want to toss that out there. It's not, not an ad. Um, but we've come to the fun fact part, and this is the piece of information that our listeners might gain from you and that they might use at trivia night at the local pub to win or impress their family and friends at, at dinner. Um, make you, them smarter. Yeah, make them smarter. Um, do you have a, a fun fact for our listeners? Oh, I got tons. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so actually, I, I uh, just read this book about snails recently, which was fascinating to me. It's called The Sound of a Wild Snail Eating. It was kind of like this story, but... A uh, fun fact regarding snails is that they have over a thousand teeth. So there's like, they have this tongue riddled with all these tiny teeth, thousands of them. And they actually kind of have teeth similar to sharks where they lose them and just regenerate them. Huh. But something that you definitely don't think of is like this snail has teeth gonna... <laughs> and, and not only just has teeth, but has a thousand or more of them. <laughs> that is fascinating. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> I want to go see these teeth. <laughs> we might have to link this in the show notes. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. All right. Well, Edwin, thank you so much for not only for the fun fact about snail's teeth, but to uh, educate our curious pet parents a little bit about Policy Advisor and how your your tool can help them find the best pet insurance for their pet. So uh, we hope that all of you listeners out there, you curious pet parents are a little... I was going to say less curious, but that's not good. We've we've informed them. Feel more informed. Yes, and has made them even more curious about other areas. They're going to go look up about snails. <laughs> snail teeth. <laughs> that's snail. But until next time, stay curious. The Family Pet is a podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe that the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. 
The Family Pet is a production of Family Pet Health, PLLC, and recorded in the studios of Spread the Positive Productions in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only. You should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on the things that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com. Thank you.